Hey friends, my guest today is none other than Stinky Stinky Farg Dog. This guy has been one of my best friends for about 20 years, maybe even longer. I lived with him multiple times, worked at jobs with him multiple times, and was even at his wedding. He is one of the funniest dudes I've ever known, and I love him to death. His name is Cody Bo Farger. Farg Dog. What up? Uh, I feel like a professional. You are a professional. That's a cool hat, man. You like that? Yeah. G-Spot. G-Spot. What, what does that mean? Uh, that's, that's funny. That's funny. Where, where's that at? Where, how do I find that? That's funny. I was just downstairs leaking. I was like, oh, where are we going to say something on my hat? you damn right I'm going to. Yeah, it's my cousin's uh, cabin. We go out there and he calls it the G-Spot because the last name is Gray. Oh, so he got it made? Oh, yeah. We have sweaters and shirts and hats. That's a cool hat, man. I want to get yeah. one. Just like the uh, Don't Shoot Lion Dewey. Don't Shoot Lion Dewey. I still have that hat. It's in my... Oh, where is that hat? I still have it somewhere. You were supposed to give it to me. Was I? Yeah. Well... And now it's documented. <laughs> All over the internet. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a cool one. Don't Shoot Lion Dewey. Don't Shoot Lion Dewey. Britain was him for Halloween. Who? Britain. Oh, really? He he wore he dressed up like recently. No, no, fucking way back in the day when we used to do Halloween parties, dressing yeah. parties. Yeah, I think it might have been the eighties party at my house on hundred uh, thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went through pictures of that the other day, and there are so many people there that I didn't remember oh, yeah. being there. That's yeah. that's when uh, I think that's when Jimmy smashed the TV with the golf club. Yeah, it was. You got super pissed, yeah. and then mm-hmm. I I was walking to the bathroom. And your brother's, or I was walking out of the bathroom, and your brother's walking to the bathroom. He's like, don't go out there, dude. <laughs> I go, what the fuck? And I go out, and there's cake and champagne and shit everywhere. And I lost my mind. It kind of it kind of snowballed. It was a bad snowball. It was a good party, though. Yeah, it was a really good party. It was like, that was like top five parties I've ever been to. I love that house. That house was so cool. You ever drive by it? Yeah, I was down there the other day. Yeah? Just out of the, just for, no, just go by it. Yeah. No, I go by it once in a while when I'm down in that area. I just don't go down to Vision anymore. That street, that street pisses me off because there is a speed trap on 135th or something in Division, and there's cameras from both directions, and it's like a it's like a 30, but you want to go 45 through it. Oh, yeah. So, so you roll through it, and they take your photo, and then they send it to you. They've gotten me twice <laughs> in the last like three years, so I stopped driving down that street. I've had, I've had a, there's one on, uh, airport way and I got dinged. It flashed me, but I never got to take it. Really? I think I was in a company vehicle though. Uh, that's probably why. So. Yeah. When I lived in Phoenix, I drove through one of those and they sent it to my parents' house cause that's where they thought I lived. And, uh, my, my dad was like, uh, I got this thing from uh, the DMV, blah, blah, blah. I was like, don't open it. <laughs> don't open it. We'll pretend it didn't happen. He's like, I gotta open it. So he opened it up, and sure enough, there's my little face right next to the thing, like three hundred dollar ticket or whatever. Those things are ridiculous. Yeah, there was a up in Longview um, when I installed cable up there. There was a school zone, and it would get you, dude. They got our guys a dozen times, but it was set. It was even in the newspaper up there. It was set. At like 17 miles an hour instead of 20. Mm-hmm. So even though you're going 20. The speed limit was 17? The, the cameras were set off. Oh. So the speed limit was 20, school zone. Yeah. But they had set it so it was lower on the cameras. 
So you'd be going 22, and it would ding you. Uh-huh. So, and it was a huge deal in the newspapers. Well, yeah, if you get a ticket, if you get a speeding ticket in a school zone, it's, it's double. double. Yeah. And we were getting pff, almost one a week with our guys going through there. If you get a ticket in a company vehicle, does the company have to pay for it? No. You, it's still, it's basically like you're driving your own car. Yeah. Yeah. It uh-huh. still goes on your record. I got one doing a U-turn. <laughs> was I, was lost. I was in Vancouver. I'd never been <laughs> I over was here. lost. And I was lost. And I flipped the U-turn and fucking cop. Boop, boop. Yeah, did I tell you, I got pulled over in the Dalles. I went there, it was, I can't remember if it was last summer or the one before, but the cop was way in front of me, and I was speeding, I was going fast, dude, I was probably, I was probably going 80, 85, you know, Damn. just cruising, I was trying to get there, because I was going to see, I was going to drink beers with Derby, just like hang out with him for the day or whatever, and, uh. So I got, I came around that final corner after Rowena mm-hmm. and, uh, I could see he was, he was like a mile in front of me. So I was like, there's no way this guy, he's gone. Okay. And he got off the, uh, he got off the off ramp, that first exit of the Dalles and waited for me. And I slowed down and then he got back on behind me and flashed the lights and pulled up behind me. And I was like, was he a stater? Uh, yeah. I yeah, think he, they, they have. Uh, radars in front and back. That's what he said. He pulled me over and, okay, so here's what happened. I I kept going down and then I took that right turn to pull off of the one that's kind of near Denny's. You know, you pull Mm -hmm. down in there and Denny's is like straight in front of Mm -hmm. you. I pulled into there. He got out of his car with his hand on the gun. Jesus. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And he walked up next to me and he's like, "Uh, license and registration. Why did it take you so long to pull over? And I was like, I was just trying to get off the freeway. I was, tr- I thought I was helping you out. And he's like, no, you ever see the, the, the lights flashing, you pull over immediately. Oh, Jesus. I was like, I thought it would be safer for you if you weren't standing on the freeway. And he's like, no, we're, we're in a much more dangerous spot right now. And uh, so he, he wanted to write me a ticket for that. But he wrote me a ticket for speeding. And then he wrote me a ticket for, he asked for my license. And uh, I had moved here from the house and I hadn't updated the DMV. So my address was wrong. So he mm-hmm. wrote me a ticket for that too. Mm-hmm. So it was like $500 worth of tickets. And I asked him, or he, he said, uh, do you know why I pulled you over? And I go, no, why did you pull me over? And he goes, you're speeding. And I go, how do you know that? You were a mile in front of me. He goes, my radar got you. <laughs> and that's when I was like, how do you, how could you have radar if you're a mile in front of me? It happened to me. I was going to a funeral in Moppin for Danny. Uh-huh. And my dad's down and he's like, hey, yeah. Watch, there's a lot of cops. And I was like, whatever, dad, I'm going to go like 80. Sure as shit. I'm going 80. Right when you're in Ty Valley, where you turn to go to the fair. Yeah. And a fucking stater's coming at me. Flips around, pulls me over, gave me like a $350 ticket, told me that he caught me on his front radar. He said that word? He said front? Yeah, the front-facing radar. Mm. And uh, I was... Uh, we were really lucky because me and my brother were going to drink. We had a six-pack. We were going to drink beers on the way there. And I was like, oh, maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't. And sure shit, got pulled over going the exact speed limit I told my dad I was going to do. And he's like, don't do it. There's a lot of cops <laughs> in there. And I'm like, fucking... It's time to man. Damn it, Cody. And sure shit. 
That reminds me of that time that we were in the the ninety two Mazda Protege. I was thinking about that. Going downhill. We, we were outside. Forty. No. It was one hundred twenty. One hundred twenty. Yeah, yeah. But I I tell that story to people and I'm, I'm like, <sighs> the, the whole car was shaking, man. I thought we were gonna die. The CVC joints are out. We just dropped my mom off at Pine Hollow to go camping or something, and yeah. we we're driving back and going downhill. What about coming back from Boise or somewhere in Idaho from seeing uh, your family friends? And we had Maddie, Maddo in the back. Oh, and we we're yeah. passing the car and the semi's coming. And we were like, and we sat there staring, both of us, quiet, not saying anything. <laughs> not saying anything. And we both look at each other. Are fucking, are we dead? We can be dead right now. We don't even know it. That was, that was crazy. Yeah. It's amazing they let, they let kids drive. Dude. You know how many stupid things... And cars, I crashed before the age of, like, 21. That five years, I don't know why they let kids drive. Why, mm-hmm. 16 is so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you, all you do is dumb stuff. Shannon can drive. He just turned 15. Really? He, he get his uh, he get a permit. A permit, yeah. That's, that's nutty. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, I, don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I was thinking <laughs> uh, before you got here how I wanted to talk about uh, just like meeting you and then going to hang out at your house and stuff and and getting introduced to everybody in your family. And uh, so going over to the, the yellow house and you walk in the front door and then there's Grandpa Bo chilling on the couch. Same spot. Same spot every day. Every day. He lived on that couch. Until he died. I mean, you, you come in and he's got fat stack of Playboys. <laughs> Next to him. <laughs> the, the lamp sat on a table that had a uh, opening. There was no drawers, so you could just see the fucking stack of Playboys. <laughs> he had a stack. And we would, we caught him a few times. He'd walk out and he'd be looking oh, at yeah. Playboys. And yep. He was cool, man. He, he was, was cool. grumpy bastard, but man, he was cool. Back, right before he, he died, uh, I was over there. My dad's in Canada, hanging out with his woman, and so I would stay and kind of take care of my grandpa. And I came out, came in, and make him a fried egg sandwich because he loved fried egg sandwiches. And for some reason, I just did him the best. I don't know how you can fuck up a fried egg sandwich, but <laughs> came in, sat down. He goes, "Oh, you can't sit there. That's where the little boy sits." Grandpa, what are you talking about? And he starts talking about bears walking around and little boys, and he started asking me what fucking cabin i slept on on the ship like he's he was losing it mm-hmm. and that was probably i don't know within a couple months of before he died so i think he was slowly like did he have dementia no he um he had lung cancer and emphysema mm-hmm. and then uh he ended up dying from heart failure or something Wait, did he just fall asleep no they took him to the hospital and they told my daddy he was gonna be cool because my dad was gonna go see him you know, go up there, and they told him he'd be like, no, you can come tomorrow. Well, he ended up dying that night, mm. and the fucking doctors told him, you know. I did I did go up there one time, and there's his blood pressure medicine. If you gave him a full pill instead of a half, he'd hallucinate. Was he like doing like, acid? Yeah, dude. We went to the hospital, and I went to see him and with my dad, and uh, they had him strapped to the bed, and he's going on about having to feed the chickens with Bernice, and we're like, Bernice has been dead 20 years, and you don't got no fucking chickens, Grandpa. And my dad's like, what, what, 
did you guys give him all the whatever pill is called? And they're like, yeah, we gave him a full one. Like, you can't give him a full one. That's why he's freaking out. Why can't they just make the pill half the size? I don't know. This was this was 30 years ago, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It but, wasn't that long. Dude, we've been out of school 20. What year did he die? I don't know. Right. He died. We were still, he, we graduated high school and he was still alive, didn't he, we? He, yeah. He died in, I think, 03. It's really weird because my grandma died on December. I'm, I'm going to fuck the dates up, but they're, it's pretty good. But it's like December 22nd. Mm-hmm. He died on like December 19th. My dad died on December 25th. Mm-hmm. And his, so their whole family's gone. My aunt passed too. And I looked up her date and it was like July or something. So I was like, man, if they all would have died in December right by Christmas, that'd be fucking weird. That would be weird. You have to watch yourself. Around the holidays, fucked up, right? Yeah, that was that was a shitty, shitty deal. He he was a cool guy, and I remember going over there, and he go in there, and he's uh, he's just chilling on the couch, and he's always watching game show. Was it game show? Bo? Yeah. Oh yeah, game show network. Yeah. Or he, news. It was always I I couldn't remember that portion, but I just remember it was always something like I was like, why. Why wouldn't you watch something different? Dude, that's all <laughs> he fucking. Like such a waste of time. And he would, he would drink like fucking fifteen cups of coffee a day. Really? Then all day long, that's all he'd drink. He'd have a water, or an orange juice, and then coffee. Well, he was like four foot eleven, eighty-seven pounds. He was just a little dude. He he was taller than that. He, he seemed he seemed pretty pretty small. He he probably you know lost some height over right. the years by the time he got to the end. But he. Uh, I don't think he trusted me at first, but then when I started coming around more often, he kind of knew that like I was cool, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, he he'd he'd, uh, he'd live on that couch. I mean, he slept there. Yeah. Yeah. It sucked. He it he sucked liked it though. Yeah. He, he was he, did. he was around his boy, and he was around his his grandkids. Like that. I mean, I'm not old, so I don't know, but it seems like that's what you would want to have right. when you get to that age. Like, most people end up in a home, and they don't ever see anybody. And he got to hang out with you guys every day, see you every day coming home from school, you know? He drove me. I don't know what happened to you. You were you were sick or something, but we had baseball practice right down the street at the, at the field, whatever that field was called. Kramer? Uh, whatever the, what was the one just right down the street from you? Like, blocks away. It was Kramer. Was it Kramer? Yeah. I forget what it's called. That Babe um, Ruth Field. We yeah. go back way in. Yeah, exactly. Just right down 10th, right? Yeah. That's what street you lived on? Yeah, so he... he, <laughs> uh, You were sick, and you couldn't go for... And I don't know why I was at your house with you, if you were sick, but he was going to drive me to practice. And... He could barely see over the steering wheel, man. Dude, he would hit the curb all the fucking time. <laughs> he scared the shit out of me, dude. He only had to drive me like three or four blocks, and I was like, am I going to die today, man? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. I remember, you remember riding in the Maz Miata, both of us? In the green one? Yeah. Oh, With yeah. With the, the chick you had the crush on? Mm, I remember. That was That was fun. That was you cool. You smashed up in that little tiny car. We had to, you and I had to sit in the passenger seat, because mm-hmm. there was only two seats. Mm-hmm. That was a weird car because, like, the it had like panels like this big that you would take off and put in the trunk. Oh, yeah, they they didn't like recess into something like you physically took them out, right? Yeah, to make it to make it a sunroof, mm-hmm. or, I mean, a Corvette. Mm. Corvette. What the fuck is it? 
Sunroof. Yeah. Not sunroof. Sunroof. Uh, convertible. Convertible. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Edit that shit. Yeah. No, I remember cruising in that car. Yeah, that was fun. That was that was our freshman baseball. That was probably one of the funner years of baseball. Was freshman year. That was the best year. I, I was talking best. to Roland. About I know it. he was. <laughs> I was talking about Coach Little. <laughs> that, that. He's like seven foot tall, three hundred and forty pounds of muscle, and he looked like he had an IQ of twenty. Dude, he was my line coach when I played football, mm-hmm. and running into him was like running into a fucking wall. He was. He was a serious. He wouldn't move, dude. Uh, but he was so cool. So he, he was super cool. So Roland told me uh, when we did an episode, he told me that uh, he was farm league. I forget now. He he didn't quite make it to pro, but he was as close as you can get to pro without being pro. Right. For I fucking can't remember what team the it Rams. was. Was it the Rams? Yeah. I remember okay. The so yeah, he is this enormous specimen of a human being. Knows nothing about baseball. He's all about football, and then he has to be our coach for freshman baseball. And most of the kids on the team knew more than he did. Yeah, I don't know how well we did that year, but I feel like we did pretty well. I just that that was at the end when you know, like you and I would play catch, and I'd throw the ball and it hit the ground like ten feet in front of you. We had, we had to do our first like week of practice with the varsity guys, and here's Maxwell oh, throwing the ball. We're ten feet away from each other, and you're throwing the ball at the ground. I just went and played catch with Shannon the other day, and I did the same thing. Really? Yeah. You're like, I was like, oh, fucking Yeah, I <laughs> was staying. My parents went out of town. They went on vacation or something during that spring training week or whatever it was where we had to go practice with everybody. And uh, so I would lay in bed at night at this, this uh, family friend's house just so stressed out, so full of anxiety because I knew that I'd have to go to baseball practice mm-hmm. the next day after school. And dude, I don't know why my arm wouldn't work. I could not fucking throw a baseball to hit somebody in the chest. It was all in your head. You, well, yeah, I, I was like, I was doing some psychosomatic stuff or something, but you were cool because you would always play catch with me and you knew that something was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd still always play catch with me. And I vividly remember... Uh, doing some drill one day and I threw a ball from like the, the third base line and it went way out in right field and I went running to get it. Like it went over your head or something and I went to go get it and one of the coaches was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I'm like, sorry coach, just getting the baseball. He's like, why the fuck is it over here? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry man. I'm just, you know, I'm working on it, okay? I remember... It's Babe Ruth. I was at the bat, and I hit it to left field. I think it was more left center. And here's you running towards the fucking foul line. <laughs> I ran the wrong way. It was a night game, dude. I couldn't see it. <laughs> oh man, that was that was that was a rough year. And uh, did I, you did you play football? I played football in eighth grade, and I mm. was actually I was okay. I made some tackles. I. I don't think I scored any touchdowns, but I had two interceptions. I played cornerback. No yeah, dude, I was I was okay. I was like, I was way better at football than baseball. <laughs> By football the end was, of it, football was fun. It was rough though, man. Oh, man, it's a it's a dangerous sport. Football? football, yeah, yeah. Just running full speed and smash people. I was a dirtbag though. I would tackle dudes. 
And I always, I, was, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I'd wear these dumbass pads up my arms. But I'd fucking sit there and uppercut them in their chin. <laughs> While you were tackling them? I would tackle them. And as I'm at the bottom, they're at the bottom of the pile, I'd be uppercutting them in their, <laughs> in their chin. Or I'd be digging my thumb into their ribs. Uh, you know, just, I was a dirtball. Well, I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a vicious sport where you got to. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta either destroy them with the the shit talking beforehand, scare them, or you gotta uppercut them later. In the chin. Well, and then, then you, uh, you broke your ankle. Yeah, Tony broke my ankle. Roland did. Mm-hmm. Does we, he know that? Yeah, we're burger and ball bash, and it's really strange because when my dad was in high school, he they were doing the burger and ball bash, and somebody took out his knee. It was the first time he got his knee fucked up because he had. Multiple knee surgeries, which in turn turned into him getting two artificial knees. Steel titanium. Yeah, he was fucking Rambo robot. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Edit that. <laughs> um, so, same game, fucking burger and ball bash, and it was my first year as running back, running back because I was always a lineman, right next to the fucking high tower dude in our class. It was massive. Uh-huh. I don't know if I say his name, but um, first year running back, I was super stoked. I was finally going to be a part of, you know, a part of running the ball and whatever. And the first play was a flea flicker to me, and I missed it. And then the next play was just a straight run, and I ran. And my dad bought me illegal cleats. They were three-quarter inch, and you're not supposed to be able to have half inch. Because you'll step on somebody and hurt them? They're just, just they're, they just have size requirements mm-hmm. that you can't, you know, over, you can't go over a certain size. And I had three quarter inch ones. And, uh, fuck my, Tony, Casey grabbed my foot and then Tony tackled me from the top and my foot stayed and I fell and it, it just feels like when you pop a knuckle, that's mm-hmm. how it felt like. It felt like something popped and then it went numb and tingly. And I'm laying on the ground screaming, it's fucking broken. It's, and the coach is like, be calm, calm down. I'm like, no, it's fucking broken. They took everybody on the other side of the field and kept playing. But it didn't hurt? No, it didn't hurt at all. That's but weird. I was screaming. I think I was crying. I was scared that I wouldn't be able to play baseball anymore. Yeah. And so they, they took me off in the Cushman, the little go-kart or the little uh, golf cart looking thing. They took me off the field and <laughs> took me up to the hospital. I, I think I was there. I think I remember that happening. And... uh it's just really two two people that one of them I wasn't really friends with at all, and the other one was one of your neighbors, a girl. Yeah, was, she was your girlfriend, wasn't she? She wasn't my girlfriend. My my girlfriend you set the was record there. Straight. My girlfriend was there, but she didn't even know what happened. Okay, I remember now. But your neighbor, your other neighbor, mm-hmm. we used to party at her house. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. She ended up either going up there or riding up there with us. And so did this other dude that I wasn't even really friends with. And uh, Were you mad I wasn't in the car? I was pretty disappointed. Oh, really? You probably didn't even know. You're probably off chasing around your girlfriend (laughs) and wearing sweaters with holes in the (laughs) smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, and I went up there and did the fuckers put me on the the bed, wheelchair. They wheeled me through and they smacked my foot on the wall. At this point, it's starting to hurt because the... You know, whatever the natural endorphins are running out. Yeah, the adrenaline. And they smash my foot on the wall. Take me in. Make you bend it. 
all fucked up. Like they had made me bend it this way and they're taking x-rays, take x-rays. And I'm like, dude, my foot ain't going to bend that way. And they they push it down, hold it. That was the worst part. That was worse than breaking it was them taking x-rays. I wonder if they do it differently now. I don't know. It sucked. I've never broken anything. It's weird. It happens really fast, just like any other accident. But uh, they called me. They're like, oh, yeah, it's broken. They called me the next day, and it was – I had to go for surgery. To do what? Set the, set the, the fucking, bone? So it sits like this, and uh, my ankle is like that. Uh, so they had to put it back on. And that was really strange, getting knocked out. Have you ever been knocked out? Uh-uh. <sighs> Dude, it's weird. They they put they hook you up to all the IVs and everything, and they, they're like, okay, we're going to put this one, and it's going to make you kind of sleepy. And they do it, and instantly you're just like, whoa. And then they tell you to, they told me to count back from 100. I remember getting to 98. <laughs> <laughs> you got to 98. 98. And then, uh, and it's just like you go to sleep. It's just black. And then I sat up really quick, and all the bells and whistles, beep, 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 and they're like, chill out. You're waking up. You're waking up. And I was like, what happened? And they're like, you just got out of surgery. How much time had gone by? An hour. An hour? I've been laying in bed for an hour. How did they time it that way? Uh, did they, did they, they only needed like 15 minutes or something and you fell asleep for an hour? No, I don't know. I, I, I was out I was out of surgery for an hour. Oh. So it probably took them an hour to do the surgery and then I was out for an hour. Gotcha. Um, and they let me out that day. And I was, my mom was living with McBain's uh-huh. in that, that house by high school. Uh-huh. And I remember crutching. I've never used crutches before. I was crutching my way over and I was still high <laughs> as a kayak. And I start to fall over off the stairs. And Dallas grabbed me and put me back up and takes me inside. And I was I was better in there for for a while. People would come over and take my pills. That house sucked, man. It had it had like twenty stairs to get up to the loft. I was down. I was down. Okay. But the weird thing is, after s- s- surgery, they put staples in it, uh-huh. and you'd have to elevate your foot. I'd get up to go take a piss, and bring my foot down, and all the blood would rush to it. I'd just get to the bathroom and it would. I'd be in so much pain. I'd have to crutch my way back to the couch, put it up, <laughs> pop a Vicodin, wait for it to kick in, then I could go into the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that house, you were bringing. You you said something on Marco Polo about Zimas. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I wonder if you can get some Zimas off the black web. <laughs> we used to drink Zimas up upstairs, and we would we'd get in the boxes and we'd ride the boxes down the stairs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I remember Little D doing that. Mm-hmm. We yeah. get we get drunk off Zimas and, and St. Ides. He rode in a Zima box? No, just a box of some sort. Uh, yeah, I want. I wonder what that guy's doing. I uh, He was a character, man. I have, I mean, I remember doing lots of stuff with him, but the most vivid memory I have of him is how much he loved ketchup. He'd go to Burgerville for lunch Dude. and just walk down the hill. You know, it's like four blocks from the high school, whatever. He would get a mound of ketchup to dip his french fries in, and he'd just get a One little One at a time. Yep. We used to get stoned and walk to, we'd, we'd get baked at his, parents, at his house. Then we'd walk to Freddy's because McDonald's and Freddy's are right next to each other. Mm-hmm. We'd go to Freddy's, play in the toys, toy aisle, walk over to McDonald's, <laughs> and that's when they had the buckets of fries. Yeah. We'd get a bucket of fries, and he would sit there and eat it one fry at a time. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, there's like 900 fries in there. Can we can we speed, can we get a fry and a half yeah. or something? Yeah, dude, going over there, Irvin and me and him. God, I wish Irvin would have told this story. I there were so many stories I, I forgot to bring up with Irvin. This one was just me, him, and and Lil D, and we we just got done smoking and everything, and we were 
crossing right there with Burgerville and Taco Bell. Where you got in the wreck with oh, the yeah, Beamer? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That intersection right there. We were crossing, but we were jaywalking. You mean Burger King. Burger King, sorry. Yeah. Burger King and, and, Burger, and uh, Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. And we were running across the road. And I see this fucking, I think Irvin calls him Mr. Smiley or Mr. Something. But uh, we're all running, and me and Irvin see the guy riding his bike, and no D doesn't, <laughs> and fucking smash right into the dude. Can took the guy off the bike, fucking fell on the ground. Me and me and Irvin just sat there laughing. It was hilarious, <laughs> dude. I don't know how he didn't see him. I mean, it was it was timed perfectly. Just mm-hmm. boom. Yeah, that, that's a bad intersection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I crashed that car. Yep. Wasn't, wasn't somebody with you in the, before the cops came? You had him get out and go uh, to Taco Bell? Yeah, Geary was with me. We, so we, we only had, we only had 37 minutes or whatever on lunch every day. And you couldn't leave campus if you were a freshman, right? You could only right. leave if you were sophomore, sophomore junior, senior. senior. And so I got my license the day I turned 16, March 3rd. 2000 the fucking day okay i was that excited to get my license i had that car that my parents got for me and i totaled it on (laughs) i think it was april 6th so i only had a license and a car that i could drive for like 32 days or something like that but we were we left uh the high school and we were gonna go to wendy's and you have to go through that intersection right there you know to keep going down the street to get to wendy's and um there was this guy uh, he was trying to turn left to go underneath the overpass mm-hmm. and we were going through and Taco Bell's on the right and the Burger King's on the left and we were going through and uh, there was a yellow light and I gunned it. I was trying to make it <laughs> and that guy was trying to make it too and he he had this like little shitty pickup. It was like a, I don't know man, like an 80s Toyota pickup with a canopy and he turned right in front of me and we just T-bone the fuck out of him. And I, I tried to swerve right at the last minute, but it didn't matter, dude. I just crashed right into him. And we pulled over on the side right next to Taco Bell, and there's green liquid, like, flying out the bottom of the car, mm-hmm. which I guess it's antifreeze. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I pissed my pants a little bit. I remember that. <laughs> I, could, I was. It was one of the scariest <laughs> things that had ever happened to me, and I was, like, so terrified that I was going to get in trouble. I just fucked up this car that my parents had given me, and... Um, the other thing at that point in time is uh, there was some sort of stipulation when you had your license that you weren't allowed to have people in your car for the first six months. And so Geary was with me in the passenger seat. And right after we hit him and when we pulled over, I was like, get the fuck out of the car. Go inside Taco Bell right now, dude. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, man, I'm going to get in trouble for you being in the car. Get out of here. And so he ran inside Taco Bell. Somehow no one ever noticed that. And I just <laughs> waited for the cops to show up. And... I didn't have a cell phone, so I don't know how I got a hold of my parents. But I had to you come. Had a pager. I had a pager. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somehow someone got a hold of them. The car stayed there. They must have got towed or something. I don't remember. But I had to go back to school, and I showed up late to third period, like thirty or forty-five minutes or whatever. And everybody's like, Did "You crashed your car? What happened to your car, Maxwell?" I was like, "Yeah, it's fucking totaled. Whatever." Did you total it? It was totaled. Was it? Yeah, it was like, it was worth like six, and I did like five grand. 
with the damage to it. Yeah, I remember I got my license right after I got my cast off, and my foot was still super stiff, and my 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 calf was like pfft, that big. But uh, I had to take my driver's driver's test, and I, I passed it barely, barely passed it. It's um, hard. And then right after that is when they changed the law because I could have people in my car right away. I wonder if they changed it right in 2000 because you would have got yours in, in 99, right? Yeah. Yeah. Phone call from the wife. Sorry. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, so I got lucky. You got screwed having to wait six months. Well, going back to 16-year-olds shouldn't have cars or driver's licenses, um, that was that was the thing. I don't know. I don't know what you could do better. I don't know if you could like make them drive on a course. I think they have to do. I, I could be I could be wrong, but I think they have to do some sort of driver's ed now. Well, we had driver's ed, but, but that, that was just that was like an elective class that you do, and then you get a certain amount off your fucking insurance. Yeah. But now I think they have. I mean, yeah. I could be wrong. I don't have a sixteen-year-old, but yeah. But think about it. Like, if you want to get your pilot's license to fly a helicopter or an airplane, they make you log two hundred hours or five hundred hours or something right. before they'll give you the license to fly by yourself. Right. Like maybe, maybe that's what they should do. You need to answer that. We can pause for a second. I'm just going to message her real quick. All right. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe that's what they need to do. I think they need to do something. Because, you know, 16-year-old me, I was like, hell yeah, I'm fucking down driving a Ford Taurus. Big old, big old monster of a car. I love that car, though. That was my grandpa's. It was like a 92 white Ford Taurus. It was... It's the, the uh, water going to the fridge. That was like a, that was like a, almost like a Buick. Not a Buick, but it was like a, it was like a cruising wagon for, for older people. You know what I mean? They're comfortable. It was just like, you don't even feel the bumps. It was way too Taurus. It was way comfy. Um. But yeah, but then I got the the ninety two Mazda Pro. Ninety two Mazda, dude, that I, car the with the fucking seatbelts, <laughs> and they both sides fucking stop right here, and the cables came out, so I just wrapped the cables around it. I don't think I used the real seatbelts, maybe but twice. I would do it when I was driving on the freeway. When we drive to like Cortland for a concert or something, I would fucking buckle the bottom mm-hmm. bottom one, but. In town, I never buckled the bottom. You always just used the... Just the top, because yeah. that's all cops need to see. Mm-hmm. But that thing was so fucked up. If I got in a wreck, I was... The seatbelt wasn't going to hold me. It was it was broken. The wires were sticking out, wrapped around the little deal. It seems like such a good idea, but it's so stupid. Dude, way stupid. How many cars have done that before? That's the only one I think that's I've ever been in. That's the only one I know in. I've ever been in. It was so weird. And like if it, it started to do it right when you started the ignition, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like if you, if your passenger wasn't ready or whatever, you just like. Yeah, it, you know? I've seen that happen a lot of times. Dude. Like can <laughs> smash your head up against. The, yeah. But that car was, dude. There's so many good shit, and good memories. In Every that car. time I see a blue '92 Mazda Protege, I just like 
instantly go back in time, man. Dude. And start thinking about all kinds, like smoking cigarettes in your car with the little tiny crack in the window, you know, so you can ash out the side, just flick it right out. All you bastards had so many burns in the back seat from you turds. Not sm- knowing how to smoke a cigarette. Smoking cigarettes in cars is dumb. No matter awesome. what. Well, I mean, it, it's it's cool on road t- trips and stuff, but like, I would never, I would never smoke cigarettes in my car if it were my car. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I miss smoking cigarettes. I haven't smoked in fuck, like seven years. I haven't had nicotine in two or three. You still got the... I don't vape anymore. You don't vape anymore? Those lungs are clean, fart dog. Clean, bro. I yeah. don't even put pot down in I don't even put marijuana in my lungs. You just, just H... Dollies? <laughs> I was going to say H2O. <laughs> that's not oxygen. That's water. Uh, whatever the thing is for oxygen. That's it, huh? Yep. That's it. That's crazy. It's good. You ever, you ever think about like all the different types of... Uh, cigarettes that we smoked and like all the stages we went through. Dude. You remember smoking Winston's? Yes. Those are my favorite. Oh, those shits are gross, brother. Dude. I loved them. It was cool because nobody else smoked them. Yeah. Everybody smoked Marbs, Marb Lights. Camels. Camels. Turkish, Turkish Royal? Turkish Gold? Turkish Golds. Whatever the blue pack was. You smoked those for a while. I smoked those for a couple years. But yeah, I think you got me on the Winston's. The Winston Lights. Well, you know who's who smoked mm-hmm, them. Yeah, mm-hmm. our friend. That yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the only other person I ever known smoking Winston. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they're just expensive as mar- yeah. camels and marbs. I don't even know why we started smoking those. <clears throat> I, I don't think it was till I worked at the gas station that I started smoking those cigarettes. But you remember, you remember Freddy's when when the cigarettes were still out? Yeah, they're on and, a little kiosk uh-huh. in the middle of the fucking aisle. We would fucking shove them. <laughs> Yeah. No, I talked about that on a different podcast where Did you? one of your girlfriends would go in with her purse. It just load stuff. The, she would get the twenty five. The twenty five packs. Yeah. She told me she almost got caught one time. She looked at the guy, dropped him, and then just kicked him. Kicked him under the shelves. Kicked him <laughs> in this. Dude, they don't bust you for smoking cigarettes. Or I mean for stealing. They'll 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 make it known that they're there, but they won't do anything. I there's a there's a kid that was notorious for coming and stealing. He was like fourteen years old. And I just wanted to bust them because I hated it. Even though I stole cigarettes. You talking just, about when we worked there? Yeah. Yeah. I fucking hated the fact that he was getting away with it all the time. And so he came in one day and I went into the, the cooler, uh, the produce cooler. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking through the window. You can see the kiosk in the middle. And sure as shit, he grabs a couple and I call up the PIC. It was that one chick that had the mullet. <laughs> you remember her? I can't remember her name. But I called her up. one chick that had the mullet. I called her up and I was like... Dude, so and so is this dude's still cigarettes, and they're like, "There's nothing we can do about it." And I was like, "He's, I'm watching him right now, dude." And they're like, "Just let him go. There's nothing we can do." And I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Yeah, because they get sued, right? If they they if they <clears throat> follow you or whatever, and they they uh... Uh, uh, no, I don't think they get sued, but I think I think big tobacco probably pays off. It's not worth getting hurt over uh, a 14 year old kid stealing a pack of cigarettes. Mm, fuck one of our close friends. Uh, stole a six pack of soda and the PIC Mitch. Remember him? <laughs> fucking. I was. He used to make it, us do his fucking job, oh, do man. the end caps. Yeah, I remember him. He calls me on the phone and he's like, hey, somebody's stealing. When I tell you to run after him, you got to run after him. And I was like, what? Okay. That's not my job. 
So Mitch. I did. And then I see everybody running, so I'm running after him. I don't know who I'm chasing. It turned out to be a close friend of ours, his younger brother. We used I, to party at the cabin all the time. I know who it is? Yeah, we used to party at their house all the time up on the... Uh, at the A-frame? Up on, yeah. Okay. You know who I'm talking about now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was you his, had to chase him? I had to chase him down, and I got up to him, and I'm like, they'd already caught him. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, it was, a soda, it was a sick pack of soda. And I was like, so now you're going to get pulled in there and get a fucking ticket for a six pack of soda. Well, why? What? They shouldn't have me do that anyway. I, you know, no. I was fucking 16. They can't have me doing that shit. No, you shouldn't be doing that. That's why they have loss prevention people there to do it. Um, yeah, the douchebags that got me and you that day. Mm-hmm. No, that just reminds me of, uh, yeah, when we when you and I worked there at that, that Freddy's, uh, we were only like 15 or 16. I was driving, so I was 16. 16? Yeah, I was driving too, so I was 16. Um, you had the bug. I had the bug, that <laughs> yellow bug. That was a, that was a cool car. Uh, yeah, we'd go out there and we'd clean the bottle machines and you know wipe them down get them all ready to go and then at the end of the night you had that huge bucket that had the plastic bag in it and you'd take the bag or the the, the bucket out there and replace it you know for all mm-hmm. the the garbage that people would uh, throw in there after they recycled their cans and i learned this method from a different one of our friends who worked there as well. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And he said, if you just put something underneath the bag, when you push it out, then you can go back later and take it out. And so I was like, hey, fart dog, this is where it's at, man. Like, grab a six pack or two <laughs> or seven or whatever, put it inside that bin, cover it with the plastic bag, push it out to the to the can return, and then we'll go back after we clock out at 10 or 11 or whatever it was, and we'll get that, that fucking beer, man. And so you load it up and go out there, get us a couple six-packs. You bring them back to your mom's house. There's one six-pack of McTarnahan's. It was some, Mick, Michelob. Michelob. Some fucking, yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was... Uh, Non-alcoholic non-alcohol Coors. Yeah. And you get back and you bring them out and you're like, yeah, dude, check out, check out what I got, Maxwell. And I'm like, Farger, that's non-alcoholic. <laughs> you still drink them. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I still drink them. <laughs> I cut my, my, uh, some part of my hand trying, cause they weren't twist. I had to pop them off with mm. some knife or something. And I cut the shit out of my hand trying to drink that. You fucked your hands no. up a lot doing dumb shit. Putting stuff in microwaves. <laughs> putting a ball of. What, that wasn't dumb. That was awesome. <laughs> Putting a ball of tinfoil in a microwave, the best one, worst one for you, but the best one for me was when you fucking, the Pop-Tart, mm. all the shit melted to your fingers. That was bad. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was in uh, Boardman, wasn't it? That's when we went to see, we went to a buddy of ours' grandparents' house. I thought it was his house. Is his grandparents. He yeah, was, but he lived there with... What, yeah, with his girlfriend. Yeah, and uh, and we'd go down there like once a month. I think party. I only, I think I only went once. Is that it? I don't know. That's all I remember is that one time. Mm. Maybe it's more. That um, was a long drive. Yeah, that's the Umatilla area, right? That that's where they have all the, the nuclear waste buried in the ground. In the mustard gas. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking sketchy area. Yeah, it's just gonna be like Lebanon. Just blowing up. Did you watch the videos? That was insane. 
Man. Insane, dude. It's there's some there's some bad things that have happened uh, due to having a camera in your pocket all the time, but that explosion in Beirut and it's obviously an awful thing for lots of people that died and the entire city and everything like it's it's terrible but for people who were not there to be able to witness it oh yeah i saw 10 different camera angles mm -hmm. i saw people out in boats and it was pushing the boat away yeah no that that shock wave that happens everybody you know like dropped their camera or fell over mm -hmm. or something like yeah that's intense man that that sort of uh nuke not nuclear but you know, explosive shockwave that hits you. Did they ever find out what that was? It, it, it's some sort of explosive chemical like sodium nitrate or uh, ammonium nitrate or something like that. Um, it was just a warehouse full of it. Wow. And there was a fire supposedly. And then, you know, everybody's filming it and there's just mushroom clouds coming up from yeah. the fire. And then all of a sudden, just kaboom. Poof. And there you go. I yeah. watched this one where it was like, I mean, she was like three blocks away. You know, like sad, and there's captions, and it was like, sadly, this person passed in the blast. Or I whatever. saw that one too, yeah. Dude, it's unreal the shit that we see. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of addicted to flipping through Facebook videos mm -hmm. and just watching them over and seeing all the shit. And it, it straight up shows murders now. Like, you can see people get their head shot. And it's, it's really desensitizing. Like, you see it on there, and you see it in movies, and you see it everywhere, and you're just like, okay, I just, it's just another thing I saw on the internet or whatever. But if I were to see it in real life, I think it'd be a whole lot different. No, you, you disassociate yourself from it because you watch it on a phone. It's not, it's almost like, uh, I mean, you know it's real, but it's almost like you're watching a movie. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, when, when I see the stuff like this that happens... Um, with the the explosion in Beirut, it makes me think of nine eleven, and yeah. if we had the phones we have now during oh, we that, crazy. there would have been so much footage. People like running down uh, stairwells, yeah. People jumping out windows, like all the footage that we would have seen. Because there's not that much footage mm -hmm. of nine eleven when you really scour the internet and look for it. And uh, I mean, there's this one camera crew that was shooting some sort of, I don't know if it's documentary or if they were just following this um, uh, fire station group at that, that point in time. But there's one actual camera crew that was on the ground when it happened. And that shit was so unbelievably chaotic, but the, it wasn't filmed by that many people because right. we didn't have the, the stuff that we have now. Right. That was a weird day. I walked in, I think I was late that day, and I walked in there, everybody's crying, looking at the TV. And you didn't even know until you got to school? No, yeah, I walked into, I think we had, I think it was government that I actually walked into, and uh, I walked in, and everybody's watching the news and crying, and like, oh, the World Trade Centers just got bombed. I'm like, what the fuck are the World Trade Centers? I had no idea what they were. I mm -hmm. probably, for weeks, I didn't know what the hell they were. Mm -hmm. I why would I? Why would I care what they were? It's at just that a time? couple buildings in yeah. New York, yeah. And then, and then they crumbled and. You know, the rest is history, but yeah, I remember, I remember crazy. getting up that morning and I went upstairs at my parents' house and I was just watching TV. And oh. at that point in time, there had been the Oklahoma city bombing, mm -hmm. which was a big deal. And then there had been the, uh, the other world trade center bombing, which happened in Chicago, but that one, 
I mean, compared to everything else, wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, I mean, it obviously still was, but it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't blow up as many things. It didn't kill as many people. It wasn't quite of the same scope. Right. And so I woke up and I saw that stuff on TV and I was just like, oh, I mean, this sucks. This is an awful thing, but whatever, you know, let's go to school. And so I went to school yeah. and once we got to school, you remember they had channel one, mm-hmm. the every, every room had a TV mm-hmm. and it was some sort of like weird cable access thing called channel one and they would give you here's today's updates on the news or whatever and once i got to school and i can't remember what class i was in i I remember everybody was talking about it while the teachers were very distraught it's on channel one news and then if i remember correctly they sent us all home i think so too yeah and that's when i was like holy fuck this is this is a big deal and then there's something I don't know if this is the case for you or anybody who's listening, but there's something so fascinating about seeing the footage from that day. Like nothing that big had ever happened. I mean, short of like Pearl Harbor, Mm -hmm. nothing that big had ever happened to anybody in our lifetime. Right. And to see all those, I mean, the 10 different camera camera angles with a fucking massive plane smashing into it when no one had any idea that that, was happening that was crazy i don't get it i don't get how the plane smashes into the top of the building but the bottom of the building collapses you got me turned on to there's some good videos on the internet zeitgeist yeah i watched that that blew my mind just uh, all of it all of the stuff the religion part of it Mm -hmm. the fucking yeah it's a great the the money or whatever yeah the federal reserve Uh uh-huh it's crazy. Yeah, that guy. That guy's super smart. Peter Joseph, he's got some good, good stuff out there. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about nine eleven for sure, and that's what they are. They're conspiracies. Like no one can prove it, obviously. But right. if you watch that stuff, it's very convincing that oh, yeah. that something <clears throat> else was happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was so much for so many people to gain from an event like that. And the argument against it is like, could the U.S. government under George Bush at that time have been capable of planning something like that and executing it? And maybe not. Maybe that's that's a lot of different pieces to put into play. But maybe they had some sort of idea that something was about to happen and they're like, Let's just see. Let's let it play out. Let's just see what happens, and it was beneficial to a lot of people. Well, how does how does a building that's three blocks away crumble? Building seven or whatever wasn't even anywhere near it. No, building seven was across the street, and it had a fire, but it crumbled. It it disintegrated and yeah. fell to the ground. And that building was filled with documents that housed all sorts of secrets. So that's the part. That's the part where it's like, what? are we talking about here because I don't know how jet fuel works and how it can cause steel to melt. Uh, but when you have a building that just has a fire 10 or 12 stories up or whatever, and it completely crashes to the ground, that's, that's sketchy. Mm -hmm. Like some, something's going on. Or if it's not like, how do you explain that? What about the video of the Pentagon getting hit? There's no plane crashing into the Pentagon. Is there? That's no. There's no. There's you know how you see the plane actually physically smash into the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. 
there's no video of the plane smashing into the Pentagon. Really? I could be wrong. I don't I don't know enough about the Pentagon part. I might we might have to edit that out because I, I could be wrong, but I feel like I, I'm right on that one. I got hardcore into this stuff like ten years ago, and I haven't watched it enough recently to be like a real uh, expert on any of it. But basically, the whole thing is is weird. Yeah, and I mean, it's just like what's going on right now. It could be proven, but nothing's going to happen. Just like the shit that's going on in a world right now. Everything is just blatantly in the open. How corrupt things are and people are. And it's just, oh, yeah, just we'll try to sue or we'll try to do this, but I'm not going to get nothing out of it. Yeah, it's weird because they're... There's too much money. Well, the internet's cool because it connected everybody. And it allowed people to share information and share ideas but for as many things there are that are true, there are that many that are false. Right. And you can't differentiate between the two. There's so much shit. Like, I've had this conversation with 100, 100 different people. Like, I don't know what's true. Yeah. There, There's so many different aspects, so many different uh, biases coming from different directions. You, like, you don't, you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Oh, well. Fuck it. Oh, well. It it was it was simpler. It was it was simpler back in the day. It was so much simpler, dude. When there was no camera phones and internet at your fingertips, when you actually had to look through the Rolodex to find a book, you know. We were up camping at Lost Lake last weekend, and we're just sitting around the campfire talking about stuff. And we're like, "Oh yeah, when JFK was in office, what year was that?" We all look around at each other, and we're like, "Fuck, we can't look it up." None of us had any service. So everything we were talking about, we couldn't check. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. Dude, that happened Monday. I took Ava and Adam to the mall, Vancouver Mall. <clears throat> and uh, we come walking out of the bathroom and they have a payphone mm-hmm. stuck in the wall right there. He was like, what is that? And I was like, that's a payphone. And she goes, what is it for? What does that mean? And I was like, that's how you used to make phone calls. Yeah. You know, if I need to call you or your mom or whatever, I couldn't just pick a phone out of my pocket. You had to yeah. find one of those, stick quarters in it, and, and that's how you made phone calls. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Any, yeah, dude. Anytime I watch a, a movie with the kids and it's pre, like, 2002, 2005 or whatever, and somebody picks up a landline at home and it's a cordless phone, they're always like, that's a weird looking phone. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's what it was. And I've tried to explain to them like the whole crazy aspect of your phone number, 541-298-1875. Yes. Why do I know that? I don't know, but I know it. You okay. Because I had to memorize it. it. Okay. That was your phone number. Back in the day, if I'm hanging out at my house, 296-3805. That was yours. Why do I not know mine, but I know yours? Because I never had to call me. 296-3805. And there's no 541. Well, you didn't have to put an no, area code. No, you didn't have to put the area code But in. now you, you just... associate the area code with 503847, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I go home at my house. I get off the school bus, whatever. I'm watching TRL with Carson Daly. I'm talking about <laughs> Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake, whatever. Mine, mine was the country station. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that, too. <laughs> but I, I pick up the phone. Landline. And I dial uh, 298-1875. Yeah. Grandpa Bo picks up. Yeah. No, Cody's not here. <laughs> and I go, well, where's he at? I don't know. You know? 
if I if you weren't there to answer the phone, I didn't know where I didn't know where you were. Okay, and so you and I are supposed to meet at the movie theater at five o'clock. You're either there at five o'clock or you're not. I have no idea. Yeah, that that shit was cool. It was cool. Uh, It's it's uh, it's good now for some reasons, but it, it it creates anxiety too because if you get far at home well no well that too but like if i if i text you like you and i are hanging out today whatever like if i text you and i'm like hey what time are you coming over and you don't respond to me for an hour or two i'm like what's he doing why, why didn't he answer me what, what's going uh, you, you know you sent me you sent me that shit before where i didn't answer right away and you're like okay fine fuck you then i'm like dude i was outside <laughs> in the garden or something i just got the fucking phone yeah it's weird. It changes your whole perception and uh, what you expect from people. And if you send a message to somebody, and the other thing is that you can you can tell whether or not somebody has read that message. Mm-hmm. And if they've read the message and they haven't sent anything back, you're like, oh well, fuck me. Uh, they hate me. They uh, they don't, they don't want to hang out with me anymore. They hate. You know, you, you just like spiral. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird weird but it's where we're at yeah and it's just gonna get worse or better i don't know it is gonna get worse <clears throat> in some ways and it'll get better in some ways you, eventually you will just you will just communicate via uh, i've i've read some shit where you will just uh think things and other people will receive them that's fucked because what if i think some pre- inappropriate that, shit uh, you do we all do, okay? So and, I don't know how you filter that. I don't know how you send that one message to your girlfriend or your wife that I love you, I will be home at 5 o'clock for dinner. When over here you're thinking about how does a sail on a on a boat work? Right. You know what I mean? Like how do you filter? Jesus. How, uh, what, uh, what temperature do I cook the french fries for really, dinner tonight? I don't know. I don't, that's, that's, I don't know if we could get to that. Dude. We will. You think so? They can't yes. even they can't even fix shit that's going on right now. How are they gonna No, they will get there. Telepathically send messages to people. They will get there. And the thing that scares me is it, it's all evolution. And over the course of human history, uh, at <clears throat> some point in time we didn't have fire. Okay? okay. And our ancestors had to kill animals or find berries or whatever. But when they when they killed those animals and they had to eat that meat they had to chew the fuck out of it. Okay? So our jaws had to be much, much bigger. There wasn't as much room for the brain. Once we figured out fire, we could cook the meat. And then it didn't, it wasn't as difficult to chew it. So our jaws got smaller and then our brains could expand. So then we became smarter because our brains were bigger and we could fill that space with different things. So fire advanced us in in a different way that we couldn't even comprehend and no one even realized it and now we are at a spot where we are going to advance in a different way okay maybe we're going to develop some sort of technology where i don't have to talk to you right now what if we have this conversation right now and my mouth is not moving and i'm not saying anything it's just Okay, that's that's well, cool. Po- podcasts don't work no more. Podcasts don't. I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, that's cool, but if we don't need our mouth to communicate, 
and you can you can hear everything that I'm thinking. Maybe I'm like, oh, you know, I, I told him earlier that his hat was cool, but I really think it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, <clears throat> so you're going to you're going to pick up on all these things that I'm transmitting. OK, we don't need our mouth anymore. And then we get to the point where we don't need to eat. OK, we get some sort of vitamin injection in our arm. We don't need to eat. Dude, eating food is one of the best things that humans have ever figured out obviously (laughs) it's awesome the thing that scares me and i don't don't know if it'll happen in uh your lifetime in my lifetime but the things that scare me is that we will no longer uh, talk we will no longer need to eat food and we will no longer need to have sex to re uh reproduce we we eliminate those three things that's like that's the best part of being a human right is talking to a person, eating food, and having sex. Okay? Those are, that's like the human experience. And if that disappears, which it will at some point, then what do you do? When do you, what do you replace sitting down at a restaurant with your friends and having drinks and, and talking and eating food? What do you replace that with? What, do you, what else are you going to do? Jack off. A lot. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. You, you you won't need to do that anymore. All right. You won't have that that urge because <clears throat> all of human civilization will figure out how to uh, re. We will figure out how to create new humans without that portion. I could see. I could see that one and the no eating one happening in our lifetime, but the no talking one. I mean, we're still going to talk to your family and friends and. You'll meet up and still have drinks. Even if you're jamming it in your vein, you're still going to be drunk, you know? <laughs> what, what, what if that was an experience, though? What if you didn't have to drink this anymore? You could just push a button on your face and you instantly feel what four drinks is like. God, I love that. I hate drinking, dude. I, I'm to the point now, like, I drank last night. I had maybe three beers. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate drinking anymore. Because but I like being drunk. It's a good feeling, but you have to deal with the hangover. What if hangovers didn't exist? Oh, I'd be a full-blown alcoholic. Think how many people would be. The, the, okay. This I'm already is, worried about how I'm going to feel tomorrow. Like, sitting here like, fuck, dude. I'm gonna... <laughs> this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently uh, because I drink a lot and I, I eat food and I smoke cigarettes occasionally. Um what if have you ever seen the movie In Time with Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. where he's got the readout yeah, on yeah. his arm mm-hmm. and you you basically get paid in time. Mm-hmm. You go to your employer and you work an entire day and you get one day of life. So all the poor people have like 2 days to live. Okay? And it counts down on your arm and if you hit 0, you're fucking dead. Right. Okay? All the rich people have like a thousand years and you get to live at that um your your physical appearance is that of a 25 year old okay so like basically the best you ever look is when you're mm-hmm. 22 25 whatever okay so what i've been thinking about recently is what if somehow when you're born you are given a hundred years and you have the option every time you go to mcdonald's and you get a soda pop that takes seven minutes off your life. Or you go buy a pack of Marlboros and you go smoke a cigarette on your back porch. That takes 10 minutes off your life. What do you change? What 
what would you change about your life if you could see <clears throat> those activities eliminating time? I'd change a lot. Would you? Fuck yeah. Yeah, because I'd much rather be alive. <clears throat> so I smoked for 14 years. That's fucking, that'd be years off my life. Because you, you think about it, <clears throat> on a normal day, I'd smoke half a pack. On a day when I was doing cable, it was it was close to a pack. But if I was drinking that night, <clears throat> I'd smoke that full pack plus another half a pack. You know? And that's every single day mm-hmm. for 14 years. That's a lot of time. 10 minutes a cigarette. But was it worth it? <clears throat> did, you, did you enjoy those cigarettes? Well, yeah, but not not more than... 10 years of life. But that's the thing is like, what, what's better? Like if, if somehow going to a water park and going down a water slide takes an hour off your life, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Cause water parks are badass. Yeah. What if, what if having sex takes 30 minutes off your life? Would you stop having sex? See, now you're just, now you're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything has the capability of, Lowering your life expectancy. What if having sex adds a minute? Then people be banging all Dude. over the world. Okay? I'd be Ron jeremy it up everywhere. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you don't know what is going to affect your life. And, uh, dude, <clears throat> I went to, um, I had to go to a memorial the other day uh, for work. And this, this poor girl was uh, 30 years old. She just died in her sleep. And I, I never heard the exact reason why, but she was young, she was fit, she was happy, she was healthy. As far as I know, she wasn't doing a bunch of drugs, whatever. She just went to bed one night and she didn't wake up. Wow. 30 years old. And you knew her? No, no, no. She was, it was just a, a thing that we were doing for work. Oh. Um, you can't prepare yourself for that. You can't, I mean... I hope, I hope you and I live to 80 or 90 or 100 or whatever, but we could both die tonight. Like, who knows? You don't have any control over any of that. And I'm wondering if, like, in the future, maybe somehow you get those options. But it's like you, I don't know that I would take away those experiences if they, if I lose 10 years because I drive a car. I'll drive a car, whatever. If you get to live longer because you never drive, then that could be an option. Right. You know what I mean? Or or maybe, okay, here's the best option for me because I fucking love pizza. Okay? Let's say if I ate a pizza every day of my life, I only get to make it to 60. If I never have a pizza ever, I get to go to 120. I'd rather live to 60 and die because pizza is delicious. <laughs> We're going to get some in about an hour. Okay? You know what I mean? Like, where's the trade-off? I see what you're saying. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can I'm... you can live it up. You can smoke cigarettes for 14 years and then vape for a while and then wear a badass G-Spot hat, okay? G-Spot. Maybe you're going to maybe you're going to live to 72. Maybe if you never smoked a cigarette, you'd live to 92. Are those last 20 years really fucking worth it? I don't know. I don't either. I don't, I, don't, I don't see us seeing that in our lifetime, though. No? No. Fuck no. They might be able to... I mean, they're already... I mean... Maybe. No. 
not as elaborate as what you're saying, like smoking a cigarette, you're going to lose six minutes, but I don't know. It's weird. We are at, we're at some crazy point in human existence where we don't have any idea what we're doing. Technology is advancing so fast. To me, it's 2020 right now. 2030 seems like a thousand years in the future. 2050 seems like a million years in the future. No one, I don't give a fuck who you are. No one can predict what 2050 is going to look like. You go back and you watch uh, Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox. Okay? Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. You go back and watch that, 1985. They thought we were going to have flying cars in 2015. They thought they were going to have Jaws holograms coming out of the building and eating you on the side of the street. Okay? That would have been cool. That would have been cool. We could probably do that. Somebody should figure it out. They thought they were going to have Nikes that you put your foot in. and They do. After that movie. After that movie, yeah. A fucking jacket, if it gets wet, it just blows, <laughs> dries itself off. Hoverboards, that'd be cool. Our ability to perceive the future and anticipate what we're capable of is... It, it's, it's, a, it's a roulette wheel in Vegas. You have no fucking idea what is going to happen. I love Vegas. Vegas is cool. I've been five times. Five? How do you know that? I don't even know how many times I've been. Because <clears throat> I love Vegas. You just, you got a little notch on the side of your bed. And you just, let's go again. I love it. Let's go. Right now it'd be perfect. It's cheap. Dude, it's 80 bucks to fly there. It's but always you, cheap. It's, you can't it's do anything. It's cheap to get there, but being there is where the money gets wasted. Like, I, I've... I went with my brother-in-law and stayed three days, four nights for less than 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. Round trip plane ticket and hotel. Yeah, but how much you spent on food? That's the thing. I I spent probably 600 bucks while I was there. It's $15 a meal for yourself. Yeah, but the food is fucking dang. Yeah, but I'm talking about like even... Even if you just, you wake up and you're walking down the street and you just, you're like, you're like I want a Quiznos sandwich or if, <laughs> you're like, I want Panda Express for lunch, whatever, okay? Even just going to get Panda, it's $20, yeah. okay? You go to Gordon Ramsay's, what's the thing called? Gordon Ramsay's what? Which one? I thought you went there. Oh, Fish House? No, the, the one that's right on the strip, right outside of Caesars. No, I oh, that's the Hell's Kitchen one. Hell's Kitchen. I never went there. You go to Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen and... Oh, that's like 100 you, bucks. Yeah, you'll pay like 40, 50 bucks an entree. Right. Plus your drinks, whatever. No, I went to his I went to his fish and chip place. Holy fuck, dude. It's a. It's in... I don't even know how to explain where it's at. It's uh, on a strip or no? No, it's on a side. It's where the... the I stayed, you know where the big Ferris wheel thing is that has those yeah. bubbles? Yeah. Wherever that's at, the the, the it's not the D. Uh, the, I know what I, I, know I stayed last about. time. But you come out the back of there and there's a bunch of restaurants and shit and bars mm-hmm. and his is his, his uh There's an in and out down there. There is. Yeah. I ate there. I don't fucking care in and out. Dude, I ate White Castle while I was there. I've never had White Castle before. And after watching Harold Kumar, all I wanted was a pile of fucking burgers <laughs> and the fries and stuff. And it wasn't that good. Like it was it was mediocre. White Castle? Yeah, it was mediocre. But it was cool to to experience it. Cause it's not like there's anywhere around here. Well you can buy the little 
the little the frozen pad. The frozen. Mm. One. Have you ever had those? Yeah, they taste like shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've never bought them. Uh, I heard. I just heard that they're opening up a, or they're zoning for it, an In and Out over in Tualatin. Speaking of Tualatin, mm-hmm. I lived there. I did too. It, I that's where when you when I first moved here with my girlfriend, she stayed with their friends in Gresham, and I lived out there, and I was commuting to to 181st to work at that shitty gas station. And I was getting, you, remember, you remember when after you quit and you drove by and you're like, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> I was thinking about on the way here, I remember living with you out there. I don't remember where I slept. I don't remember how long I stayed there for. I don't remember you living there. I remember I had a king size mattress with no box spring on the middle of the, was the it floor. A, was it a studio? It was one bedroom. I put all the musical stuff in one bedroom. And then I slept in the living room. Yeah, dude. I, I lived there with you for a little bit when I first moved here. Mm-hmm. And then I moved out to... Did I move to Boring? I think I moved to Boring after that. And then you went back to the Dallas. Well, that was a couple years later. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. That was horrible. You... <laughs> that was, when, that was when, fun. When you had that, that place and then you were telling me that you would... Uh, like on Friday night, you'd get all dressed up and <laughs> comb your hair and like put on a nice shirt and go down to the bar and try to hit on ladies. <laughs> you know how many glasses I have from them calling last call? You, and I'd order two beers and I'd drink one of them and then I'd carry the other one in my pocket out of the bar and drink it on my way home. <laughs> Is I, I was only five minute, ten minute walk from downtown. Yeah, that was cool. I have a bunch of the, the bar glasses are they're nice. Quality. Those uh sixteen ounce pint mm-hmm. glasses, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but they'll rip you off. If you look at the bottom, some of them have a big thick bottom. Some of them have the little thin bottom. The thin bottoms, the actual 16 ounces, the thick bottoms, only like 13. Yeah, but you lose an ounce or two. Who cares? Well, Are you a... Especially if they give you a bunch of head. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah that was that... a good time. Man, I was a dancing fool at the you... dam, the bar of the dam. Me and Pondo and the clan would get down there and get shit faced and man, I felt like I could dance so good. <laughs> and then I'd wake what, what, up. What would you dance to? <laughs> Just club music. Dance dance club you had music. Moves and stuff? Fuck yeah. <laughs> While I was drunk. Yeah. And then I would sober up. And I actually I actually remember doing this. I had a, there was a I don't know who's if it was my place or someone else's, but there was a big mirror. Uh-huh. And I wanted to see what I looked like dancing. <laughs> So I danced in front of the mirror, and I looked like a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> but when you're shit-faced, man, you feel cool. Especially because everybody else is stupid. Yeah. You ever watch Pondo dance? The fucker, you can't dance. Pondo has moves? No. No, I haven't seen him. But it was fun. It was a fun time. And then we'd go sing karaoke and shit at the... At the, at the Windy River. The Windseeker. Or the Windseeker. The Tweaker. Yeah. yeah. That was they, good times. They, they had that episode on. Yeah. What was that show called? Oh fuck. Fix my restaurant. Impossible or restaurant Impossible with the with the guy Robert Robert Irvine. Irvine. That yeah. That owner died, and then the kids lost it or something, and now it's the barge waiters. I don't even know. I've never been there for years. It's not called the Windseeker anymore. <laughs> Dude, that place. That, that place was is a fucking cool place. It's it a had cool, a lot of potential. It's a cool place, but it's bad news because it's so far away. You can't walk anywhere. So the cops would just right. wait around that motherfucker. Well, until... Norcor's right there. Exactly. That's insane. The local jail slash prison is blocks away from the place that no one else. And when we would hang out there, 
I mean, I didn't hang out there that much, but there's no Uber. There was no Lyft. No. I mean, they and they just recently started doing the, uh, what do they call it? The $5 cab or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's walked, really cool. I walked from that bar so many fucking times, dude, just shit-faced. And it's a long walk all the way, yeah. all the way over where I lived. Was it a bird grade area? Yeah, yeah. Brewery grade? Well, did, did you know that I walked from Geary's house to my parents' house? Yeah. On the freeway? <laughs> you know how long that is, dude? Where, it's like seven where, miles. Did you walk because Geary pissed you off? Didn't he light you on fire or something yeah. when you were sleeping and you got pissed and walked? Yeah. I think you might have been there, actually. Yeah, dude. He, he was always... I can't believe you'd do that. He was always lighting my, my frayed pants on fire, and I was like, fuck you, I'm out of here, dude. <laughs> do you remember when you had uh, Kurt Cobain wannabe hair and you lit that fucker on fire taking a bong mm, hit yeah god yeah. it just yeah you way gotta too watch much out. bleach in there you gotta watch out dude yeah dude gary fucked with you a lot i remember downing's class computer he'd walk by and slap right on your arm and you get a uh-huh. big old fat monkey bump yep he was a he was a he was a good dude to have on your side there was a uh pretty bad bar fight i got into and i was just i was just standing there minding my own business i was with a girl we're hugging on each other and whatever. And this dude comes out of the back of the windy, you know, in the alley there by JCPenney's. Mm. Comes walking at me. What? You, me and this girl, we're just hugging on each we're other. Just hugging on each other. <laughs> Having a good time. It, it's Yeah, it was totally cool. And uh, he comes out and he's like, he's coming at me for no reason. I don't know who this fucking dude is. And so I kind of push her to the side and he comes up and just headbutts me right in the face. I don't know where. I've never been headbutted before. It hurt like a motherfucker. I think he got me right in the mouth. Um, wow. And the next thing I know, I have him in the headlock and I'm punching him. And then uh, he sets up and he says, like, his buddy comes out or something. He's like, get this guy off before I kill him. And I was like, what? And I fucking headbutted him. And he he runs off and he goes towards his car. And I'm running after him, cursing him out for fucking jumping me for no reason. He pulls out a knife. And about this time, here comes Pondo and Geary and Brenton and everybody I'm with and I was like that fucker just pulled a knife on me Pondo and Geary run over to his car he pulled a knife on Parker start kicking the dents in the doors fucked the car up and it wasn't even his car he was there with some girl fucked her car up that sucks and uh took off so a couple months later I was working for Jim Ice yeah yeah delivering ice God, I remember was such a dumb I don't know what I was thinking I got fired for sleeping on the <laughs> I was supposed to be learning the route and I'd fall asleep. And he'd... <laughs> so uh, we were out in Goldendale. <clears throat> That's where this dude was from. And I saw his friend at a gas station or something uh, delivering ice there. And he recognized me and I recognized him and I went up to him and I was like, dude, what the fuck? What, what was going on? And he's like, oh, man, he just likes to fight. He just likes to headbutt people. And I was like, well, it was really fucked up of him. And he goes, dude, he regretted it. And I go, why? And he goes, you exploded his nose. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, his nose exploded. You shattered his nose. And I was like, good. That's what he gets. But I was sober, dude. It sobered me right up. My face hurt really. My jaw hurt. I could barely move the next day from him headbutting me. Yeah, I've never headbutted somebody before, but it <coughs> seems like if you didn't do it right, it could it could hurt. You. Yeah. Yeah. It could knock you out. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll talk to the girl. I was like. Because what I remember is getting hit and then him being in a headlock, or him, I had him in a headlock. I don't remember how I put him in the headlock and shit. And she said that I, like, it, it I didn't fall, but it kind of knocked me out a, a bit, uh-huh. like, enough to, I stumbled back and 
She said I got kind of wobbly. Mm-hmm. But next thing I know, he's I got him in a headlock. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of uh, that time that I don't think you were there, uh, but we were hanging out in uh, Southeast Portland next to the Aladdin. And one of our friends, who's very big and strong and tough, uh, decided to sock one of our friends in the face with a left hook. You know who I'm talking about? Keep going. He got his jaw broken. Oh, yeah. I wasn't there that night. No. Okay. That so, didn't happen there, did it? Didn't happen yeah, at the house? No, it happened there. It happened really? there. I came outside of the house, and I went out into the courtyard, and I don't know the whole backstory. I don't know why it happened, but this guy who is a murderer, okay? I fought him. He, I would, he, he's, he's big, all right? He's jacked. Yeah. I would not want to fight that guy. And he came out of nowhere and socked this guy in the face, broke his jaw, and then I had to drive him to the hospital. And this is this is like 2004. So I didn't... You didn't have a map on your... You couldn't pull up your phone and be like, where's the nearest hospital? I had no idea where I was going. And I was drunk. And I shouldn't have been driving. And so I'm trying to take him. It was me and him and this, this cool hippie girl that we know. And uh, this other friend that we have, this other girlfriend. Uh, so it was two guys and two girls. And we're trying to find the hospital to get him because his jaw's fucked up. And uh, we finally, man, I drove around for like at least 60 minutes, maybe 90 minutes trying to find a hospital. We, we were seriously driving on the road until you see the H sign. Okay. You're just driving around? We're just driving around. <laughs> I had no idea. He had a shattered jaw. Dude, it was like it was like eleven o'clock at night, midnight or whatever. He's got a shattered jaw. He's in the back seat, like holding. (laughs) And so we finally find this hospital and take him inside. And I just went to sleep on the couch, and the girls went to sleep too. And we waited for him to come out at the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And he came out, and I don't remember. I don't think they did anything to him there. Like they had to fix him up later. Um. But then, yeah, he he got his 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 mouth wired shut, wired shut, and he had to drink all his meals through a straw. And not eat Chinese food in front of him. <laughs> he still talks about that shit. He still gets mad about that. He was jealous. At uh, <clears throat> what's that? It's not Canton Walk. It's the other one. My fun country, Orient. Yeah, that, Orient. that's your jam. So you actually, so my dad used to go to panda or whatever it was called by the bowling alley and he would get pork fried rice and pork chow mein and that's it two big orders and so i grew up eating that's it i never had sweet and sour chicken nothing and i went to the orient with you and your family and you guys had gotten sweet and sour chicken or something and i had it for the first time with me and my parents yeah and i fucking dude i still get it to this day every meal every time i eat chinese food not every time but you know, 75% of the time I eat Chinese food, unless I'm eating authentic shit like Japanese or Thai or something. Mm-hmm. But if I get American Chinese food, there's sweet and sour chicken involved. All because of you. And the but, Orient is where it's at. Well, back then, when I was 16, I could smoke in there. Mm. That's back when you could smoke in the restaurants. And me, and me and my girlfriend at the time, she's a vegetarian, so she'd get a grilled cheese sandwich and fries <laughs> every time. And, so uh, gross. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and I'd get... You know, the number two is pork fried rice, pork chow mein, sweet sour chicken. And we'd fucking smoke mass cigarettes waiting for our food. 
And they never carded us. They didn't care. We were just kids. No. Um, but yeah, I wonder if that place is still open. I was in shambles when I would go, you know, 20, 15 years ago. I've always wondered. I've never been a Chinese food fan. Uh, it just seems like, it just seems like shitty. Like if I went to China, I would eat authentic Chinese food. Right. And I'd be like, this is cool. You know, but all the stuff that you get in the States just seems like it's, it's like the McDonald's version of what you would actually get. Yeah. If you go to places like, you know, Canton Walk, even though I love their food. That, that's, but, that's but, not what I hear about Canton Walk though. I hear everyone say Canton Walk is the shit. It is, dude. No MSG. It's pretty fresh. But the thing is, is when you go to a place like that and you see them sit down for a meal, you don't see them eat anything that's on the menu. That you see them pull out the fucking, the real shit that they would eat at home or whatever. They don't eat sweet and sour chicken and and that, that kind of th- stuff. That's the question. What do authentic Chinese people eat and what is... A lot, what of, does, a lot of veggies. A lot of rice, a lot of veggies. Yeah, what, what does that meal look like? Because that, I guarantee, is extremely different from what... Oh, yeah. Chinese food is in America. Right, right. But if you go to like a Japanese restaurant and you get, you can get authentic stuff. Yeah. As authentic as it can be yeah. here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, same with Thai places. I go to a Thai place in Portland, um, Honey Jar Cafe. Where's that? It's on Sandy Boulevard. You know where the Costco is? On Sandy? Uh, between Sandy and Airport Way? Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you go like 135th or something. Yeah, right there. There's that plaid pantry on Sandy, and mm-hmm. there's there's a little cafe. It's called Honey Jar Cafe, and they do Thai food. And usually, I mean, I would say 99 percent of the time, I just get pad Thai. But I've mm-hmm. been in there before, and I got pad Thai, and I was like, "Hey, I always get pad Thai. Can we try something? Keep going. Close. No, you're right. Can you're we right. get? Can I? I want to try something different. I don't know what." To get and she's like here i'll just give you a sample of some curries and she fucking hooked up hooked me up with some curries and i've never had curries and it was absolutely awesome see i don't know about curry it's good dude like you remember that dish that my mom used to make back in the day called chicken and van oh fuck i love that that is curry oh is it yeah dude i, I when i would come over there and she would have the little chicken tenders in uh teriyaki uh-huh well, it's not teriyaki. It's it's curry. No, no, not that that one. She would she would do chicken teriyaki skewer thingies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that meal and the chicken divan. Mm-hmm. Those are my two favorite foods that your mom would make. She made it all the time, and so I got sick of it. But yeah, you loved it, and a bunch oh, of other people I know good. loved it. Like it's it's a very distinct palate cleanser. You know what I mean? Like it's it's different. It's got I the broccoli it. and the. Is there noodles in it? Noodles or rice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good shit. I'm going to have to get a recipe from her. Yeah, you should. Your parents are cool. We f- Dude. <laughs> when we used to... Am I, am I just making shit up in my mind? Or did your dad catch us sneaking out? I feel like he caught us one time. He was just mm. standing there like, guys, get to bed. No, I don't think he ever caught us. I feel like that he was, caught us. I, I, I'm going to do a, a standalone here soon and and tell a story but about that. But uh, Is it the one where I knocked on the window? No, uh, that one could be one too. And, but he, no. and he fucking answered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they that house was, I think they call it a tri-level or a split level. 
and you walk in the front door, there's a landing, and then you either go upstairs or you go downstairs. Just like your place here. Yeah, but this place is a piece of shit. Uh, so their bedroom is upstairs along with my brothers and my sisters. My bedroom was downstairs. So I kind of had my own reign, you know, for everything. Mm-hmm. And so it was much easier for us to... Uh, to pull off shenanigans and uh i was thinking about it you remember you remember we were hanging out in the closet and we put the were you there when we put the sock over the light bulb to like dim the light and then it caught on fire maybe what the fuck are we doing in the closet smoke weed uh we're just hanging out like that that closet was connected to the bedroom you had a big walk-in right yeah yeah uh you don't remember that sock catching on fire that might have been when i was by myself were you fucking drinking <laughs> Dramamine? <laughs> and you thought it caught on fire? Uh, no, we, you and I used to, uh, we used to sneak out the back door and then just like walk around the neighborhood and stuff. And... Yeah. It was all about the thrill of like doing, doing the thing that you weren't supposed to do. It's not like we did anything bad. We didn't go and fucking slash tires or, no. you know, break windows or anything. No. Fucked up. We would just sneak out and walk around. Yeah. Lay in people's yards. We would we would steal your parents' booze. We did steal their booze. We'd uh, do our little ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've had conversations with them many times over the last 10, 15, 20 years or whatever. We, we'd still... You remember they had that bottle of... It was like a half gallon of Jim Beam. It was... Jim Beam? It was Jim Beam. It was like... It was like a fucking $30 half gallon okay it was it was shit and for whatever reason at that point like they they drink a lot more now but back then dude they didn't they, they didn't drink I think at they all had that same bottle of vodka that we were stealing all the way through your sister for a long time she was drinking straight water yeah because no. we we started it then your brother hit it and then she we would go upstairs and we would get we would fill up a glass full of booze and then we would take it downstairs and then we were super concerned that uh they would see the level on the bottle so we'd fill it back up with water and so yeah by the time my brother got to it or my sister got to it it was basically water and i i can't imagine that like i mean i i probably drink more than normal people but like can you imagine having four or five bottles of booze in your house for two years at a time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they had the same bottles forever. Dude, my grandpa, when he passed, he had this badass globe. You probably remember my globe. It turns into a liquor cabinet. You open it up and it's a liquor cabinet. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have anywhere to put it in my house. So I have it down in my store downstairs. And I just, for I was, for no reason, I went and I opened it up. And there's a fifth of Vitalis and two half gallons of empty Vitalis sitting in there. <laughs> I would hide them from Vera. Because I didn't want her to know that I was drinking them that much, so I drink the fuckers and put them downstairs in the in the and then forget in about the, it and then forget about them. So I open it up and there's a bunch of empty bottles of fucking Vitalis. And if anybody knows what Vitalis is, it's about the bottom shelf shit. You smell it and you have a hangover. It's great. I use. loved it. I fucking loved it until about a month ago, maybe two months ago. I got it. And I was like, I oh, fuck Vitalis. I drink it all the time and. I had like four or five beers and I drank maybe half of a fifth and dude, I was sick. And so I won't, I won't, you know, 79, a fifth. I, I, I don't think I've ever drank it, but it sounds like HRD. 
And we drank the fuck out of that for a long time. Yeah, it's about the equivalent. Maybe a little cheaper than that. You remember? We used to get a half gallon of HRD for like thirteen fifty. Dude, I hated the burn of HRD. It's so gross. Like, there's no redeeming quality from it other no, than it gets you, you drunk. Get drunk. Yeah. No, there, I mean, there's no other reason to drink it no. ever. Nope. I stepped my game up. I'll get the, now I get like 15, $16 bottles. <laughs> yeah, me too. Absolute, absolutes. In Washington, everything's on sale. Like, it's, what is it, $18.99 a fifth of absolute when it's normally $23.99 or something? But after the taxes, so you get a sales tax and then you also get a booze tax. So it'll turn out to be twenty five bucks after, yeah, you, after that's, all the taxes. That's uh, deceptive. Up. It's you, super. When you go into the store and you see, uh, that's why I like to. When I go to Washington, I like to buy booze at Safeway because they always have the, um, you know, the the Safeway price or whatever. Right. You, you get a bottle for fifteen ninety nine, but then you go through checkout and you're paying twenty two dollars yeah, by the you're time you're paying you're done. the same amount as you would in Oregon. Yeah. So in Oregon, you don't see those good prices, but mm-hmm. you, you don't get taxed like you do in Washington. But you can fucking go to any grocery store and buy it. You don't have to go six blocks away yeah. to the near, nearest fucking shithole. That, th- that's really cool about Washington. I mean, I experienced that when I was in uh, Arizona, too, is that you could just buy booze in the store. And yeah, Oregon's one of the only places you probably can. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. I mean, it's good for businesses that... Are solely reliant upon that but like well they even still have liquor stores over there they still have in washington yeah they still have a straight up liquor store really yeah they, they sell, must have different hours or they'll, something. they'll sell different things mm-hmm. but it's it's not a grocery store yeah you know? so uh <laughs> so i just i just thought of something that we talked about earlier that i wanted to bring up just in case there was something you wanted to Elaborate upon before we wrap it up. Um, your pops, the pops. Oh, Michael dude. J. He was a good dude. He he, he was a good dude. If any, whoever known him, he fuck the stories that guy told were insane. And the shit he told when I was young, like mm-hmm. he didn't. He was in Vietnam. So anybody who doesn't know him, he's a Vietnam vet. He was a door gunner. Um, like life expectancy of eight minutes or what, something. What does that mean? What is a door gunner? So he would sit on the side of a helicopter with a gun, and they would go and they'd go into hot zones where they're being shot at, and they'd pick up wounded people, or they would come in and drop people off, or somebody a ground unit is under attack or whatever. They'd go and they'd help them out, shit like that. And he he, I grew up hearing stories, but it was never any of the harsh stuff. It was yeah. just you know the cool stories about. <laughs> So I think he dated a girl over there. In his man cave in the backyard, he had an old uh, dartboard. And in the middle of it, he had a picture of a Vietnamese lady. And uh, I always knew her as Nam. That's what he'd call her. He'd call her Nam. I don't know what her name was, but he'd call her Nam. <laughs> he didn't want to tell you. And uh, over there, I don't know if they had wear boxers or what, but he said he woke up and she had sewn his boxers clothes because she was sick of his morning wood poking out boxer hole <laughs> so those are the kind of stories i i listened to growing up and okay sorry to interrupt he what how old was he when he was 18 there? 18 18 he went 
He went to Vietnam to fight in a war to kill people and potentially be killed when he was 18 years old. Yes. Okay. Keep and he got, he got drafted. Okay. But if you enlist, you get a pick where you go. When you're drafted, they'll just throw you as a – most of the time, they'll just throw you on the ground. Okay. You're a grunt. You go in and get killed. Yeah. Um, so he, 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 got, he got drafted, but he went and enlisted right afterwards. So he picked the Navy and uh, became a door gunner. Um, through flew 362 missions. That's a lot. Something like that. He was inducted into uh, the Hall of Fame, where he went and fucking had this huge ceremony. Um, all these awards, all these crazy awards. I didn't know anything about until this. All this was done, but then he started getting into the crazy stories about, you know, sticking his fingers in bolt holes. Fighting people on the ground, you know, like hand-to-hand combat shit. Yeah. You know, hanging from his... He would hang from the helicopter uh, rocket pods from his legs, upside down, out of the helicopter and shooting people. Upside down. Upside down. He would hang outside of the helicopter. That was one of the things that was mentioned in his... uh, That got him inducted in Mm -hmm. the Hall of Fame. So anyways, yeah, door gunner. Uh, going through sports, he was the dude to ride with. All the kids, baseball and wrestling. All the all all the friends. Well, not all of them, but you know, select a few of my friends, my brother's friends, wanted to ride with Mike Dog. Yeah, because he told the coolest coolest stories. Yeah, and it was always a it was always something new, some new story. Um, but he was also super chill. Like I have a friend that was dating a girl, and he wanted to have sex with her. He was too afraid to ask his parents for condoms, so he came to my dad, and my dad bought him condoms, mm. you know. He would buy us booze. Remember going out to the cabin? Red dog. Red dog. Dad, Red dog. That shit is gross. <laughs> I think that was the last time I drank it. Oh, me too. Nope. I drank it again the day that you went to Arizona. Me, Irvin, and your girlfriend went back to cabin oh, at my yeah, aunt's yeah, house, yeah. Yeah. and uh, we shoulder tapped and got Red Dog, which... I don't even Your think girlfriend was twenty one at that time, wasn't she? She must not have been. Otherwise, she sh- would have. Yeah, because we shoulder tapped. I remember. She must have been twenty. But I drank it that night, and it was, oh, was horseshit. But yeah, so he he was he, a good dude. He was a cool guy. He um he was complicated, man. Super complicated. Yeah. There's there's a cool story. I don't know if I should tell it though. It's up to you. Nah, I won't tell it. Okay. Um. Do you remember the camper out front? The little camper? You shouldn't. You should. That's where I lost my V. Yeah, I was in there. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a fucking story right that there. Fucking, that was a <laughs> pathetic excuse for a first time. I'll tell you what. What do you expect? <laughs> Come oh, on, man. fire dog. Yeah. Come on. I, would, I, I really wish I was sleeping. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. He, he was a cool guy. Um, yeah, so he uh, died on Christmas. That was uh, not. That was uh, eighteen, right? Yeah, yeah. He was in Costa, not Costa Rica. He was in Guatemala for six weeks, came back and died a week later. So, what? What would you? What would you say to him if you could talk to him? Oh fuck! I don't know. That's a hard one. Because it's not like I just want to ask him a question. 
Yeah. Or I don't know. It's, I guess it's one of those things like you really don't know how much you need somebody for advice and stuff. Like he's been, it'll, it'll, it's been a little, you know, a year and a half since he died. And I, there's so many things where I just, fuck, I would, I'd have an answer to this if I could just call my dad, but I can't. So that's the, that's the hardest part. Cause he moved to Canada. Fuck. I don't remember when he was up there for 12, 15 years, 16 years. I don't even know. 12, 15 years. So I, I mean, there was a time where I didn't see him for a few years. I'll just talk to him on the phone. So really the only thing that's changed right now is I don't get to talk to him on the phone. Yeah. Cause I was, I was used to not seeing him very often, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it's just that whole guy. I really need an answer to this question or, Oh, fucking Ava's doing awesome in soccer. Adam got her ears pierced today. You know, shit like that. Yeah. That you can't do. That's yeah. the, that's the, that's the hardest part, but he was a cool dude. He was always there. If there's one thing that guy did was he was always there for Shane and I during sports. Your parents got divorced when you were how old? Three. 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 Ish. And you and your brother, you uh, you moved in with your dad. We stayed there. My mom moved out. Yeah. That is unique. That yeah, doesn't. usually goes with the mom. Usually you go with the mom. And not not to say anything about your mom, I love your mom, but that's unique. Your father, your Vietnam vet father, raised you guys, and he did everything he could, and he um, raised you to be the best people that you could be, and he told you stories, and he took you to baseball, and he, he did everything he could, and that is so unique. Yeah. It, that compared to other people's experiences in a in a divorced uh, household, right, right, and he didn't make it seem like we had a lot of fast food. I think it's only two meals he could do is fucking beans and <laughs> stew. Are we having beans or stew tonight? And he would leave, and he always did in the crock pot, and he would leave them fucking beans in the crock pot and make me <laughs> clean it, and it would be so rotten seven days later. It was the most god-awful smell. That was on you. You should have fucking cleaned it. I guess so. And we didn't have a dishwasher. You didn't dishwasher. have a dishwasher? No. Washer? I said washer. You from Washington? <laughs> I just pulled the fire dog. Uh, yeah, so I had to hand wash everything. I didn't have a dishwasher until fuck when I moved in with you. Where the fuck was Shane? Oh, Shane wasn't around. Once he hit 13, he pretty much only slept there. Yeah, and then he moved out. Yeah, no, or I, got kicked out. I, don't know I meant to. Uh, I meant to bring up earlier about how when I would come stay at your place, we'd go sleep in your room, and you would sleep in your bed, and I would sleep in Shane's bed. And Shane's bed, you lifted up the twin mattress, and there was a <laughs> smorgasbord of. Oh my god, dude! Seriously, a thousand naked girl magazines and they weren't like playboys or hustler oh, or whatever weird stuff they were paper they weren't Shit, they're old they dude. weren't they're my dad they weren't glossy magazines uh -huh. they were paper porno with like old ladies yeah they're <laughs> the my pops dude so a huge <laughs> he had a huge duffel bag full and uh yeah he had him under his bed and yeah and Shane stole him? 
I don't know where he got them. Mm. I had to have gotten from my dad. I mean, he probably found a box out in the garage. My dad was, I would say he was borderline hoarder. He he had some stuff. He had a lot of shit. And I I drive by there. The house burnt down, but the garage is still there. And when I think about that garage, dude, it was massive. It was like a fucking warehouse to me when I think about it. Just massive. But I go by and it's a single car garage. Yeah. It's tiny. But when I think about it as a little kid going in there and having boxes stacked to the ceilings and just a walkway to his workbench, mm-hmm. it was a fucking huge warehouse to me. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't compute it in my mind how I, I remember it as being so massive, but I drive by it and it's so tiny. It's nuts. There's a lot of barns on that property. That's that's the thing about being a kid, man. Like everything is huge. Yeah, and time is time stretches forever. Yeah, your garage is yeah. is a is a tent or you know like a, a circus or whatever. Like everything is bigger, and then you, you grow up and yeah. everything everything gets condensed, and so that's that's the crazy thing is that it uh, when you're when you're a kid, you know you you create these memories that are probably different than the memories that other people are creating. Like your dad probably doesn't remember it that same way. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. I did have the biggest sandbox. We had a swimming pool. You had a swimming pool. We had a swimming pool that had no bottom. It was just sand. Because when my dad went to buy the house, it was full. It was fully functional, great pool. So when when the people moved out, they drained it. Yeah. Which I don't know why, because it's a fucking humongous kidney pool. Like, yeah, who cares? There's thousands of gallons. Why would you drain that shit? So yeah. they drained it, and then some dickheads came and threw bricks in there and broke the whole bottom up. <sighs> so they ripped out the bottom, and it was just sand. So we had our talking toys, you know, those old ones that are like tractors and mm-hmm. dump trucks and shit. And I mm-hmm. remember sitting in them little dump trucks and riding down the hill, <laughs> digging. We'd dig in there, and I had this little fort that I dug out, <clears throat> and there was a bunch of black widows and shit. Skunks would get down there. The Dotson brothers came over. You, yeah, you had to go out there with uh, a twenty-two and like take no, care of business, I right? Shot, I shot a skunk in the nose with a BB gun. My dad caught it in a trap. Yeah. He would catch animals and kill them and not bury them for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some fucking mafia Dude, shit. He did some fuck. I got a cool one. I'll tell you in a second. But yeah. uh, there was a skunk out there, and I'd shot it with, in the nose with a BB gun, and it was bleeding, and I felt really bad. But he. He was a firm believer is if you're going to fucking shoot it, you better kill it. Yeah. You know, don't let it suffer. Mm-hmm. And that's all. I shot it in the nose. So he got out there and he was pissed. So he killed it. He made me dig the hole. He took uh, PVC pipes and stuck them together and, and then bent this big nail as a hook and tied it to the end. And he used these to pull the cage so he wouldn't get close because it sprays. When you die, they spray. Yeah. He pulls the cage over the hole. I had to go and empty the skunk into the hole and bury the fucker. That was my punishment. How old were you? In my early teens, 12 or 13, maybe. Yeah. Like before I could drive or do any of that shit. So I, I would say between 12 and 14. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, he made me fucking do it. That was my punishment for shooting it in the nose. And do you feel like that was a good thing? It was a good punishment. It wasn't a good thing for me to do it. Yeah, but did that did that help you become an adult? Like was, was it good from that aspect? No, it was good for me to see that I shouldn't make things suffer like that. Like if yeah. I was, I mean, if I would have shot it and killed it, he wouldn't have been mad at me. Yeah. But because I shot it in in the nose, 
and let it bleed, sit there and bleed, he was pissed. Yeah. So one night, dude, it was it was crazy. Right outside my bedroom was where our, our cats would eat. And I could, we had raccoons, possums, skunks, and then the cats. And I could distinguish the crunch of the cat food between the different animals. Mm-hmm. I could tell when the cats were out there. I could tell when the skunk was there because they all ate differently. And I'm hearing it crunching and fucking, it was a possum. And I go out there and I was, Dad, there's a possum out there. And he's like, all right. Or no, he came and got me. He comes in, he has a fucking flashlight on his head. <laughs> And he comes and gets me. He's like, there's a skunk or there's a possum. Let's get it. So I go out there and I had one of those $14 whatever fake bow and arrows. Mm-hmm. And he goes out the front door and I go out the back door. And the fucker's sitting right there at the back door. And I hear him, don't shoot it if you see it. Well, I see it. It takes off running. We follow it. And it jumps over our fence into the big, you know where the substation was? Mm-hmm. It jumps over there. And uh, we had a wood pile right where it jumped over. And we're standing there. My dad has a flashlight. And he's looking down the fence and he sees it. And I had a really cool pellet gun. Uh, CO2 pellet gun. And he lands it up and he shoots it right between the fucking eyes. When we got over there. You'll, you'll tell how I know after we got over there. So we get down there. And the thing was playing dead. He hunks a chunk of wood. Or he, chunk, he chucks a chunk of wood at it and hits it in the head. And then he takes this fucking spear that he made. And threw it at it and went in its mouth and out its throat. It stuck into the ground. Well, you could see the dot where he hit it between the eyes. <laughs> the red dot. So he's telling me, go there and get it. And I'm like, fuck no. I'm not going over there. No. Next day we come out there and it's gone. <laughs> the spear's still stuck in the ground. The possum's gone. Something ate it. But there was no blood. Like it wasn't like it ripped its jaw off or anything. I don't know how it got away. But dude, the spear went in its mouth and out its throat. It didn't kill it because it's just that right there. Could still kill it. Maybe. Blood loss, yeah. But the fucker was gone, and there wasn't, like, a carnage of some animal eating it. So I don't know if it, like, crawled its way up or if it broke its jaw off and ripped it. I don't know how it got away. The spear is still there, and it was gone the next day. That's a cool story. But that could, you know, that's the kind of shit I grew up with. Being on having a quarter acre and a Vietnam dad that would dress in camouflage with a fucking thing on to go hunt a possum in your backyard. He was a cool guy. He was fucking, he was cool. He, I mean, I, I, I know you remember, there was the story where um, I told my parents I was staying at somebody's house. Or I, I said that I was staying at your house. I was fucking thinking, that was one of those things I thought about this, one of the things that kept me up this morning. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, four in the morning when I couldn't go to sleep. Th- thinking, thinking about, about that story. Yeah. Yeah, I said I was staying at your place, and then I was at my girlfriend's or whatever, and then my parents called your dad, right? Yeah. And he had to lie for me. He was pissed. Yeah, and he's like, you better fucking tell Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Let me know what he's yeah. going to do, because he didn't know anything about it. Your yeah. parents called him, Yeah. and he was cool like that. Yeah, he was cool like that. I can't remember what he said when he was, <clears throat> you know, they're out, they're out back playing or down the street, or I don't know what he said to him to make him know that you're there without them being like oh well, let's talk to him because mm-hmm. i could see your parents doing that being like oh can we say goodnight to him well no th- they got to a point where they knew that i was deceptive and i was trying to do the things i wanted to do regardless of whether or not they wanted me to do them and so that, that that's the other division between now and then with like if it were now they would have just 
sent me a text and they would have right. said, where are you? And then right. they could have fucking pinged my phone and been like, you're in Goldendale or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it was different. It was it was this weird transitional area between like before our generation, 80s, 70s, 60s, whatever. You have no idea where mm-hmm. anybody was ever in our generation. You could call somebody and say something. And then we, you know, we just, we, we finished all of our youth before we hit this cell phone area. And, uh, now, I mean, you can track your kids if you want to. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. <laughs> but old Mike dog, he, uh, he, he took one for the team. He was pissed. He came in my room. I was home. <laughs> he was pissed. <clears throat> he was so fucking pissed. He came in my room, started yelling at me, and I'm like, "What the fuck? I don't even know where Maxwell is. I don't know. Where, I knew exactly where you were. That's the only place he ever went. Yeah, was Blue Jays. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, I told you about it. I told you, fucking at least let him know. Yeah, let me know at least. Fuck. I probably ended up going over there that night. Maybe not. You used yeah. to sneak out and ride your fucking bike all yeah. the way there. No, I've got Stay a, the night. I've got a good one coming up. I'm gonna do a single on that okay, for sure. Okay, yeah. I won't I won't bring that up then. That was that was I don't know if that was dumb of you or, or what. No, I don't either. I don't either. Sorry, dog. We did we we did There's we did so some many. shit, man. There's, we did some shit. Dude, we could go for days. Listeners would get so bored sitting here if we just went on and told our stories. No, anybody that has listened to this this far is still listening right now. You think so? Fuck yeah. I don't know. I think Pondos is going to be a good one. Vero's like, I can't wait to hear Pondos. He's so funny. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what about me? Yeah. You want to marry my friend? What's up with <laughs> she, that? She was pretty nervous about me coming on and doing this because she, she knows I have a big mouth and I don't really have a filter, which it's been... Surprisingly easy not to accidentally say something stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was she's she's pretty nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah. about things that I say, mm-hmm. like my sex life, <laughs> my past, all that, dude. I will talk about that with anybody anytime. It yeah. doesn't bother me. No, I know. know. But if, if it, the the biggest obstacle to overcome is whether or not people have jobs that they could lose with shit that they say on this like if i didn't have a job if this was my job it would be different there's so much other stuff i would say there's other things that i mean with the whole no names thing i could incriminate somebody else by telling them oh yeah a story yeah you know when i had a broken leg and shove a pipe down in there and maybe the employer of the person I was with is like, what? He used to smoke weed when he was 12 years old? Yeah, that's a thing. He's fired. Well, smoking weed used to be illegal. That, that was scary, dude. That's we, the best spot to hide a pipe is man, in your cast. Do you remember having Mrs. Smith as a oh teacher? God, I was in, telling people that. Um, uh, what'd they call it? Home, Home ec. ec. Home Ec. We'd go in there. We're 18 years old. No class. Just her? Just her. We'd go in there. We'd make fucking hash browns and eggs. Irvin would crack us up, telling some fucking stories or something. Wilkins would be there. Wilkins. And, uh, but it was just me and you that had the class. They would just came up, come in and eat breakfast with us. She, yeah. She would but, she would give, us then, a, she'd give us a blank check and send us to the grocery <laughs> store and say, buy us she, food for the day. She would tell us 
man i would love to to see her again i haven't seen her she was so cool she was awesome she she knew we were good people she knew we were just trying to have fun she would send us she'd give us a list i need flour sugar (laughs) uh yeast and eggs whatever she'd send you and me on the way we'd go fucking smoke hella bowls Mm -hmm. in wilkins car forerunner i think it was forerunner that that toyota forerunner from like 82 or whatever we'd go to fred meyer we'd get the shit we were supposed to get we'd go back to the classroom it was a night and we'd make fucking breakfast it was a 90 minute class we were gone for an hour and 10 minutes of it and we'd come back and she was cool dude there's many times where she would just send us out i've got enough for you guys go ahead and yeah go ahead and go no she's cool or 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 there was nothing for us to do that day. Like we were, what do they call it? Teacher, Teacher assistant? assistant. Yeah, we would just be hanging out, and she'd be like, "Hey, we're uh, we're making tiramisu today, so you guys do whatever you want." And we just, I fucking love that class. We would just make. I I made the worst hash browns of my life every day, dude. In that class, I still make them that same way. They, I, they I fucking gr- suck, man. I love them. It's my favorite. It's my favorite breakfast. I grind them with the cheese grinder. Yeah. But I squeeze them out now. I rinse them off and squeeze them out. Okay. And then I use butter and olive oil, and I flip them and I flip she them and do you. all kinds of shit. Yeah. And then I smash them out into a pancake, and then yep. I put two eggs on top. Put it. Put a lid over it. Let the eggs cook, and I yep. put cheese on top. Put the lid over it, dude. It's fucking. <laughs> I remember making that shit at your apartment, and Urban was there, and I let the potatoes uh, oxidize or whatever, where they turn brown, uh-huh. and he made fun of me for it, and I felt <laughs> like such a shithead because <laughs> they looked disgusting. Yeah, they're dank though. No, they're good. I just made those on Monday, Tuesday, Monday and Wednesday. Fucking love them. Still make them the same way. I was just telling somebody that story. I think it may have been my neighbor. I was telling her about being cadet for home ec oh you got home ec fucking yeah dude you don't understand that was a great class dude and then we'd go and get stoned and then i'd go to art i had art like twice a day yeah with uh miss wallace no what what was the guy's name i never had him photography yeah i never had him well uh wilson wilkins wilkins it was wilkins yeah yeah he was cool he was cool he was but wallace dude they're both potheads they're both they're both fucking I don't think they're working anymore. They're do you tired, do but. you remember Wallace with? Oh, it's got wabi sabi. <laughs> you'd you'd make some piece of fucking shit, dude. It just oh. looked terrible, and she'd go, "Oh, it's got wabi sabi." Dude, she was awesome. She she, was, got, she got mad at because she would she knew we were smoked, dude. She knew we were hella stoned all the time, and she would take roll, and I was always late. And she would mark my name, and I'd go in there and erase it. I came in one day, she met me at the door, and I was blazed, and she got so fucking mad at me, dude. <laughs> she was looking right in my eyes and through my soul, and I'm just like, dude, she knows. She knows I'm stoned. Of course she knows. But she would never, dude, I never had to do what the, the curriculum was. I always just went into the corner and did my own shit, and it was cool. She loved me. Yeah. All right, let's shut it down. Two hours and 16 minutes. Fire dog. It was easy, right? That wasn't bad. I actually... It's good. Yeah. Once you get into it, dude, you don't even you don't even know. Dude, there's so many things I want to talk about. Yeah, I know. Round two coming up soon. Okay. All right, Fark Dog. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out, Fark Style. Hey, peace out, Fark Style. <laughs>